It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Bachelorette Rehab Up. I'm Amy, here as always with the lovely Haley Strong. Haley, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm wearing my cat ears, and I'm ready to rumble. All right. <laughs> you know, it's embarrassing, Amy. Why? Katie and I share something in common about Ethan and whatever that guy's name is. Oh, really? We both... <laughs> We both had our first kiss wearing cat ears. (laughs) (laughs) You were wearing them or Ethan was wearing them? I I was. He he was wearing an astronaut outfit. Oh, was that Halloween? It was Halloween. (laughs) It wasn't it wasn't just like a cost like a just a costume fun time. Right. (laughs) But we're not alone today, Amy. No. I don't know how we did it. But we landed RHAP's biggest star. He's everywhere. He's booked to the gills. I can't even believe I tr- it. It boggles my mind that he even took two hours out of his life <laughs> to watch The Bachelor and adding on some more time now to talk to us about it. Chappelle, how are you doing? I first of all, blushing right. Like I am over here in like this dark deep shade of like purplish because you know I don't really turn red I'm kind of black but like this is like a navy black type thing going right now because I am so embarrassed I, thank you so much what are you talking about if you asked me to come talk to you about anything I told you Haley Strong you know how to contact me I will say yes 100% of the time I'm so excited to be here thank y'all for having me I know we we do we talked about America's Next Top Model a couple of months ago and I said to you like do you watch The Bachelor? And you're like, mm. and I was like, would you talk about The Bachelor with us? And you're like, yes. And I thought it'd be polite and get you, we'd get you on pretty <laughs> early in the season so you didn't have to like catch up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This was, I'm glad you got me on early in the season. And this might have my attention. I, I really like to engulf myself in the things that I watch. And I have a bunch of questions. And the problem is, I won't ever know the answer to the question questions unless I watch the whole season or unless I look up the spoilers because I hear the bachelorette and the bachelor doesn't do a good job of keeping those away from people but yeah but I have questions about several of these people and so (laughs) I might stick around just to see what happens so yeah you might have me for a little bit longer we'll see (laughs) I love this for all of us you're welcome Um, yeah I have a a lot of questions (laughs) about these people and I would say at the end of the draft I wasn't really that excited about this premiere I loved it. I had a great time. I laughed so hard so many times. We, Ethan and I had an absolute ball watching this. I think I was going to come here and say the same thing. It was like, I don't know, it's really so hot here now. And I was just like, I don't want to be outside. I don't care about the summer. I just want to sit inside, watch The Bachelorette. I wasn't excited, but Monday night came around. I was really excited about it. It didn't disappoint. I had a, I had an absolutely great time watching it, and I thought it was fun. I thought it was really fast paced. I loved Caitlin and Tasha. I thought they it was just enough of them. I thought the guys were absolutely nutters, um, and I liked Katie. I thought I thought this was great. 
Chappelle, what did you think? Like, how many Bachelor premiere, Bachelor or Bachelorette premieres have you watched? I watched the last season of the Bachelor premiere. I watched look. I watched the episode when we were introduced to Katie, right? Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I was and uh, my tweets. You can track this. I was the first Kate Stan um, <laughs> when she was simply the dildo girl. I was all in. I was like, you know, I understand the first episodes where we weed out some of the the wackos, but this one and Queen Victoria. Uh, I loved them both and I hope that they both did well. And so I'm happy to see Kate is back here. And so, yeah, I think it's it's appropriate to have me here considering she was my winner pick from the first time I ever saw the show. <laughs> and honestly, we didn't like she was. Haley, is she the like earliest booted contestant that has been Bachelorette? Like earlier than Hannah Brown, right? So yeah, I would have to say she's definitely not like the earliest booted contestant to be the lead. Like I think Juan Pablo was mm-hmm. a couple of weeks earlier than her. Mm-hmm. She's still pretty early. And he, the thing is, I think they had the ink drying on her contract before the tide started to shift, and there was some some movement behind Michelle as the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So I think they didn't want to break their contract with Katie, but also wanted to have Michelle. So that's why we're getting two seasons, which like at this point, the first week of our long haul, I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. Call me in November when we've been doing this for five months. Yeah, true. Um, but speaking of ink on a contract, there is some news that breaking news usually doesn't happen before we record. But um contract was not renewed or someone was let go um we finally found out the fate of chris harrison he is not coming back to the show he was not on this season like you said we didn't really miss him with um caitlin and Tasha there but uh Haley, your reaction to this news um i'm not i am surprised and i'm not surprised he's not coming back i think that's the right call i just don't think we need him anymore beyond all of his bs (laughs) i I just don't even think he was a necessary part of the show like for how long have we been talking about how useless he is he just shows up for like five and a half seconds and then calls it a day and goes golfing um i like the dynamic of caitlin and tasha two women who have been through the journey before uh, kind of guiding her along the way and i like i I like the two person like back and forth and I, I just, I'm fine with it, but $50 million. Is that, is that what was being reported? $50 million to get out of his con to get him out of his contract. Like I wish I had $50. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. I didn't see the number, but yeah, nothing to feel sorry for him over. That's for sure. Um, he was threatening seem like a lawsuit or you know exposing dirty laundry of the franchise so you know maybe they had you know a sizable price to pay to keep that quiet um but Chappelle did you feel like you missed anything having only seen two different premieres um did it feel like the host didn't know what they were doing or there wasn't a host or anything like that no I I enjoyed this a lot actually because I don't I mean, it sounds like he didn't do much, but I really don't know what he could bring to the table in a situation like this. This is season 17. What does this man have to 
like to give this woman in this moment, right? Like this is her big moment or she's like has to date all these men and she's trying to find love. And Chris Harrison's the guy y'all got like hanging out to help her out. <laughs> like, no, bring in these two lovely women who have clearly been bachelorettes before. They know what they're doing and let them support her in this moment. Right? Like I've never seen the show. Right. And even from my point of view, you could tell she was super nervous and then when they came around the corner, she was so relieved. Like it felt like she had like a team because it's got to be intimidating to do this anyway, uh, especially knowing that, you know, she was known as the dildo lady. So she probably had like a preconceived notion about what she's supposed to be. But like, you know, to have this backup, I think it's very valuable. I don't understand why Chris Harrison was around so long. Honestly, I don't know what he did because I don't keep up with the drama, but I'm glad he's gone. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't uh, think they. It was just one of these things. Like, I think by this incident happening, um, the comments he made, and him taking the leave of absence, I think they realized what they could have realized a long time ago that we can do this without. I mean, Haley, the Bachelor Canada, has been showing that you don't maybe need a host for night one, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, I feel like we've outgrown him and I, I, I really enjoyed having Jojo in last season for those couple of weeks because I like that guiding light. I like having somebody who's been through it before and sure Chris has, has been a part of, you know, however many seasons of everything, but he, he's never really walked in those shoes. Um, he's definitely more of like a production planned i guess where i feel like taisha and caitlin maybe i'm naive but it, like they're they have katie's interest at heart mm-hmm. and one thing i did notice um on the chiron it called them co-hosts and they were very mm-hmm. um before the season started they were very quick to like tell everyone oh we're just mentoring her we're helping her along and Caitlin even specifically said on Instagram, we're not, we're not co-hosts. We're not hosts. So, you know, maybe with the knowledge that (laughs) Chris Harrison isn't coming back, they were able to just say, no, they are what they are. They're co-hosts. So they are. I have a question about this too. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, let's say this, this is, this looks like it's going to be like a great idea, right? Like in the future, do you think they bring back the same two ladies to host or is it like, Oh, we have a well of, 17 going on 18 bachelorettes to use why don't we just keep going back to the well like do you do you guys have like a good knowledge of like how many bachelorettes would be willing to do something like this it's a good question i was thinking that it would be fun to kind of mix different you know different veterans you know not everyone might be available although i think caitlin and Tasha did a great job i could see quite a few for sure coming back um yeah i, mean, I would, would love to see yeah, exactly. I would love to see kind of like a rotating, a rotating kind of cast of people coming in. Um, I think for for the next Bachelor season, it would be really interesting to have like a former Bachelor and a former Bachelor, just so you know you can kind of get the women's perspectives. Um, be, because like the show is like eighty percent of their viewers are women. It's nice to kind of get that that female perspective and then to have a bachelor and to kind of to guide the guy and be like, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't have that many successful bachelors. So yeah, it's only Sean. And I wonder yeah. if Sean would do it without Chris Harrison. Mm. Mm. It is his when, you, when, you, when you say successful, you mean like that had like a good showing on the show or they ended up married, married. 
Yeah. Oh, marry the well, person. Well, that, yeah. You, you don't have to be married to be. Look, listen. <laughs> you've been you've been through the the fire. You've done the right. things. You've been on the dates. You know, I still think your insight could be valuable. Now, just True. up to the bachelor to decide. You know whether or not they want to take it. But I don't think it's an issue. You know, like I think that might be beneficial. And also, you probably get some people who might have stepped away from the bachelor to come back and watch it. If you think like, oh, my favorite bachelor, you know, failed marriage number five is back. <laughs> so let me come and watch it just so I can see him. So I think it could be some benefit there yeah yeah i think you've talked me into that like give me nick as the mentor <laughs> oh yeah he's he's already clamming for it i'm sure him fighting <laughs> with ben to get it um although there are two guys um that ended up married with their second choice so they're semi-successful right so we could have ari and jason come back too mm-hmm. so they could oh, Amy, i'm just noticing on the bachelor bachelorette website yeah the picture of the box is gone and James's photo is here. Oh, he's no longer a mystery. So I was wrong in our draft. I thought for sure that it would be um, Blake popping out of the box, past contestant from um, Claire's season and Tasha's season. But no, he was on. I drafted the box and it turned out to be James. So the listeners are going to get some, <laughs> um, someone on their team when Blake ends up showing up as they showed in the preview. So. Yeah. Is Blake the guy with the really big head? <laughs> yes. Yes, my friend I, is. I was, I was watching the preview because what I learned last season, you know, I watched the preview of the, like, like this season on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched it and I saw like, oh, look, some lady shows up halfway through. And so, of course, this time I was like, well, I wonder if some lady's going to show up halfway through this time. And so I was hanging out for The Bachelorette preview and I'm looking, I'm looking and then like this guy shows up. Is he the one who showed up with like the say anything holding the speaker over his yeah. head? That was him. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, look, that's a pretty clear. Oh, it's a it's a past guy. Oh, he has a really big head. OK. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. What's his name again? Blake. Blake. Oh, OK. I have to write that down. There's so many guys to keep up with, but I will add Blake to the list. Um, and they all does he have like a same. Comp- <laughs> they do. Does, does Blake have a really complicated like past with the, like, why would he come back? Why him? <laughs> Um, he wasn't like a huge character on the show. He kind of, he would just say he sort of like fell in love really fast and was like really like with Claire, with Claire. And then Claire left and he was kind of, um, like trying to put the pieces together and like he stayed for Tasha and he liked Tasha and they had a good connection, but I feel like he, they just, neither of them could get there. Um, actually Chappelle, funny story about him. My sister-in-law works at a company where he used to work mm-hmm. as a bird trainer to make he trained hawks to keep seagulls away from the dump <laughs> you know you know he he i do get that vibe from him honestly <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, have, I know this is, this is going to be a long podcast, you guys. I have so many questions. So Claire left at the beginning of the season and then Tasia took over, right? Mm-hmm. That's the story. Okay, so what episode did she leave? Four. So four episodes in, he was like, I, I love her. And then she's like, bye. And so then he's like, but Tasia, I like you too. And now he's like, okay, well, Katie, you too. Like, I don't want to say I feel bad for this man or a lot of these men, but there was a lot of mopey energy and we'll talk about it. Sure. Yes. This just adds to it like this. I didn't even know about this layer, but now I feel so sad for the vast majority of this cast. <laughs> I love Let's that. Mopey energy that. was, yeah, that's a good word for it. Yeah. Okay. It's, 
Mm, yeah, I have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> we, that, and that is why you are here. Um, so we, we are introduced with Kate to Katie. Uh, we learn about her parents' divorce. Um, we get some really um, unfortunate innuendos. Like, you know, I love a good innuendo, but none of these felt clever. They're all kind of heavy handed. Um, my personal unfavorite was the dry bushes one where she mm. kicked the tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah, I have that in my notes as well. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> oh no, country fair hall. But yeah, so I was like, I I guess like I knew to expect it, but I was like, really, we're doing this. Can't we get a little more creative here? Yeah, I think she knew like she had to lean into this. Like that was part of probably part of her contract. Like this is why we're choosing you um, because you're so open about this. So we're just going to yeah, be really heavy handed about it probably throughout the season. I don't you know. OK, I told you this is going to be a long one, you guys. I have thoughts. Um, so I get it right. She's a sex positive woman. They're going to say it 52 times in this episode and all the guys, at least half of them are like, you know, we like that you like sex and I like sex too. Then there's a version there too. We'll get into that later. But what bothers me is that like it felt like they were trying to paint this narrative of like, she's not your average bachelorette, right? She's like, like comes she from a home. Sucks. Like, like, yeah, yeah she, she, she has gets sex it. Like, her, her parents are divorced. Right. <laughs> like, is that, am I the only one who felt that way? Like, when they were really driving it home, is this different from the rest of the, what, 16 other women? <sighs> it, the Bachelor is such a weird relationship with intercourse. Like, <laughs> it, it's it's something that they've always been like <laughs> they intercourse behind closed doors, but we're not going to talk about it. And the lead, the leads for the most part have been like very Christian and like very very much like God is a part of this relationship. Um, Focusing on the fairy tale, the wedding, and that kind of thing. Yeah, and mm. the like intercourse of like two people in love, and not like um, recreational intercourse. Yeah, you could. You definitely got like this is like like your alternative bachelorette. Like that's what I was getting the whole time because like I know nothing else about any other bachelorette, and this one was just like, oh no, I'm not the same. I came from a divorced family and I have a dildo. You know, like (laughs) oh okay, ooh, she's so spicy. You know, and no no dry bushes over here. You know, and and for regular people, she's like she's like regular pepper. (laughs) She's like black pepper. But for the Bachelor franchise, she's like Thai bird's eye peppers, you know? Like, she's like Mm -hmm. the spiciest thing they've ever had since maybe Kaylin, who was like, I intercoursed halfway through the season because I was into this guy. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and one thing that stood out to me, too, that we usually get every season is like kind of they put the Bachelorette in the context of their last season and how heartbroken they are and why that relationship didn't work out. But I mean, her relationship with Matt James barely got a chance to move forward. They were just buddies, you know? And so um, there was no mention of Matt James. There was, you know, nothing really flashing back to kind of her standout moments from last season, um, standing up to bullying in the house and things like that. So it just kind of almost felt like she was an unknown, like just cast off the street. It did feel like that. Yeah, if you ask me what I got from like the first episode about her last season, it was nothing. It's pretty much just sound bites of all the guys saying like 
she's strong and she's sex positive and she stands up for what's right. So I'm like, okay, so obviously she like had an argument with somebody about bullying. She obviously has the dildo and she's very pretty. Like, and that's what the guys knew about her. And they were like, <laughs> it's four episodes. It's fine. You know, like I, I look back at the days of like flavor of love and I love New York where the person brought back would make it to the final two. And so you, you had a whole, ye- you know, a whole season to fall in love with that person. And I'm sure the bachelorette has done that. And the bachelor does that a million times over. But in this one, since she went home so early, they're just kind of like, she's strong and she has a dildo. Like, I love her. <laughs> you know, I, that's all I got. I don't know. Yeah. I feel sure. like you're not wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, these are my uneducated opinions off of one hour long television show. If I'm wrong, tell me, but it's, that's just how I feel. Well, no, I feel like you, I, I, I feel like what's really great about your commentary is that you always seem to have like a really good read on the situation and a good read on the cast. And it's funny that you say like, I haven't seen a single episode, like I only saw the first episode and yet I know she stood up against bullying and like, yeah, that was like a major part of her storyline while she was there. Mm-hmm. They made every guy say it. <laughs> yeah. Did you, um, Chappelle, think it was odd how they introduced Tasha and Caitlin? Because I was curious if someone was kind of new to the show, if they would know who they are, um, because they just sort of showed them like driving in a car randomly and then sneaking up on Katie. But it wasn't like this big introduction. Like, yeah, we have new hosts this a, year. Yeah, I had a, like a vague knowledge of who Tasha is. Um, just like anecdotally. And so I recognized her like, oh, okay. And so I assumed Caitlin was in the similar role as her. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, had I not had that vague, like I legit put in my notes, who is Caitlin? Because mm-hmm. I was waiting on them to say like, oh, Caitlin too was a bachelorette. And I, I put that together eventually. And I do think they say it at one point, but like initially, no, I was completely confused. I was just like, okay, they brought in Tasia and some lady to right. come talk to. Yeah, so yeah, it was it was an, a weird thing, and then co-host just pops up at the bottom out of nowhere. So it made sense eventually, but it took a while. Yeah, yeah, I think they're assuming a lot that people are just sort of aware of <laughs> kind of what's going on behind the scenes, and you know, made headlines, but just like I think headlines and bachelor nation of who was going to be the host, and obviously Katie had no idea. She thought maybe she was going to be on her own, so Katie had tweeted like. Haley, was it just right before she left for filming or maybe she had a scheduled tweet that saying that she thought Chris Harrison needed to take more time off and, you know, basically shouldn't be hosting her season yet. So she kind sure, of made I believe that. that that happened. Do you think I have the recall of what has happened to me in the last week? Because I certainly <laughs> do not. Right. But she did seem like sort of like, OK, am I going to just stand by myself? She was very nervous about that. So it was you could see the relief on her face for sure when they showed up. Um, should we get into discussing these men? She probably said you had a lot of questions. So um, any questions about just kind of limo entrances in general? Um, I, I don't know about the interest in general. Like I get I get that point. Like, so I know the general format of The Bachelor, like especially the first episode, right? Like they get out the cars, we hug. Them, then they go inside the house and then we do it again all right i get that part i think i'm too cynical for this show like i think a part of me has to separate like shrewd Chappelle, who thinks like y'all are being absurd and like and step into like fantasy world of love and rainbows and you know hummingbirds and stuff like that like i have to get into that mindset to watch this because katie comes out of the gate like 
you know, I'm hoping to find love and an engagement this season. Like, and an engagement? That's just, I'd just be happy if you found love and then maybe one day got engaged. But you were like, no, no, no. By the end of this, marriage is coming. And I was like, mm-hmm. you, you sure you want to rush that? You sure? I mean, these people know that you're the dildo lady. So a lot of them might not be coming for like, you know, the right reasons, I'd say. Um, so I was already taken aback at that. But then when the guys start to get well, no, this is even before the entrances. Do they normally like like do like a filming at their hotels and stuff? Or is this like a COVID thing? I have so many questions. That's more of a COVID thing. Um, usually they kind of will do like a hometown package, get to know the guy, kind of walk around his city. More professional looking kind of yeah. video package. Yeah, I thought this was fun, you know, but like this is again when I'm learning a lot about some of these people. One of the people that stood out was Connor B. Um because Connor B says, I'm a teacher. And the first time you see him, he's naked in a bathtub playing a ukulele. <laughs> like, okay, well, Connor B will never be a teacher again. Um, because he clearly, and we see later on, he clearly knows what he's doing when it comes to like being on television and also being like, I think he's a musician. So he might have some ulterior motives there, but I'm sure all of these people do. But like, I thought these were pretty cool. These little packages. Um, I don't know why we get to be introduced to these people twice though, right? Like, so if I meet Connor B at his hotel, do I have to watch Connor B get out of the limo? I don't know if I needed that. <laughs> That's really funny. I've never thought of that before. It was a lot. Like, it's 30 people to keep up with, right? There's yeah. at least six that didn't say anything in the entire episode. And so yeah. it's kind of like, well, while you were giving that screen time to Connor B, who we end up seeing a lot of, you could have kind of, you probably, I mean, Connor B had a pretty good entrance, but there are a couple people like, oh, you give really good hugs. Okay, we could have skipped that, you know? What what yeah. were some entrances that stood out to you for either the the right reasons or the wrong reasons? Well, first and foremost, creepy hug guy, right? Um, <laughs> Gabriel. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the hug is creepy in and of itself, but it's kind of like, hey, this is my favorite kind of hug. And then I start to think, do I have favorite kind of hugs? Is it like multiple kind of hugs? Like I started to question my own hugging ability at that point. I was like, do I am I not a good hugger? And I thought she would be taken aback by that. But she wasn't. And to be fair, there's not much you could do to slow Katie down. Like, I think that's what they're the vibe they're trying to get, but they got the right person for it mm. because you jump out of a ball pit in the back of a pickup truck and she's like, Woo, fun. You know, and so I think you got the right person for this, but the hug was a lot. The ball pit, you know, whatever. I I, I think the goal is like, this lady has a dildo, so she's fine. I'm mean, we're gonna do a like a tracker of how many times I have to say dildo in this episode. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah great. I think you can say it for the rest of us because I will not be <laughs> saying it. Oh, okay. Cause I was gonna change it up. I have like some alternative names in my notes as well that we could use later on. But regardless, we'll get there soon. Um yeah, getting out the limo with uh with a blow up doll, that was a choice. Uh, I think I wanna die. <laughs> yeah, in the year of our Lord, 2021. Sir, that is a plastic doll. Like, at least Katie had something that is actually supposed to be stimulating. Sir, that you better not tell me that you were utilizing that doll in any way. Like, in any way. I'm sorry. And then he named it. This better be the most elaborate joke of all time. Because if there's any shred of truth to this, please arrest this man. (laughs) (laughs) It made me feel not great. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there Um, were quite a few guys that were trying to, like, basically take her exact wording of the joke which is what she did with matt james which is like oh it's been a long quarantine i need to to keep company and this is something or someone that's helped me through it and so we saw that with cody and then justin talking about stroking um his paintbrush um 
I, I think there was a couple others that it was just sort of like, okay, well, Katie did this, so she's gonna be cool if I do this. Yeah, um, this was that was so funny to me too, though. Like, okay, how many times does she have to laugh at this same joke? Yeah, because everybody comes out like, you know, Katie, it's been a tough quarantine. Pulls out sex toy or sex joke, and it's just like she's like ha 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 ha. But by number thirty, at that point, you're like ha ha ha. You know, right. thank you, Justin Strokes. <laughs> I'm very happy to hear that you are a painter and not just a creep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Haley, was there a um, limo entrance that you particularly liked? Um, is there a limo entrance that I particularly liked? What a great question. As I scroll through some. I mean, I'm a cat gal. I, I okay. wish I hated Potters more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, he, this is maybe the most successful costumed like night one like i don't think a costume person has ever got a make out on night one before could be wrong no but, but she she's so. also a cat person yeah right. this was i didn't think this was gonna go well for him because i assume <laughs> people who show up in like costumes are like okay we're gonna get them out the way but again i think this is like a katie specific type of you know person right because if this had been anybody else i think they would have you know kind of probably would have got sent on um but she's she's katie she's fun she goes with everything and so that's kind of what we got um when she met connor yeah i mean she said like she even told him i couldn't stop thinking about you so that that's big so i'm kind of proud he was my first uh uh draft pick so cat suit for the win here um yeah and she gets like cat makeup on her during their makeout later on so yeah he went for it i think he did his research on like what she's into and he he committed to it which i think is a good thing if you're gonna wear the costume don't sort of like half acid and take the ears off right away or something like he was even pawing to get into the entrance so it worked for Katie <laughs> so that killed Ethan he laughed so hard <laughs> he's still talking about that <laughs> yeah so he yeah he committed to the role Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What about Trey? Which one was Trey? He had the pickup truck, but then he came out of the the ball pit in the, the back pit. of the pickup. Yeah, so Trey is one of what seventeen software engineers or something <laughs> on this season. Like, what? I was like, is everybody from real estate or and or software? Mm, like, they're an unnamed entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they went to the same bar and got all these people. Um, Trey's entrance was interesting again this uh, i did not expect this to work for anybody but i think i underestimated how uh you know fun katie is because that's some commitment to be like submerged in the ball pit while the pickup truck drives i guess oh i assume just the length of the driveway and then like he pops out um trey i have a lot of opinions about trey he has a lot of feelings he wants to talk about them all the time and he's going to cry a lot this season. He's one of the reasons why I'm considering watching the show because she's going to break this man. 
She's going to break him. He wants to be broken. You can see it in his sad eyes. I want to watch oh, this. No. He really, he really wants to talk about his feelings. Those are my favorite type of people to watch on TV because it's a, it's like a time bomb. Like any second now, he's going to break into tears. Trey is on my list. I have a list, a long list of people who will be crying during this season. Am wow. I one of them? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think I you you are correct. I will yeah. be crying at some point during this season. <laughs> Uh, what about um, Courtney with his poem, like with a bunch of keywords in it, so that she would remember his name? So like, that got her like doing the swing afterwards. So <laughs> yeah, his name was Courtney with like with like with the Q sound too, right? Courtney. Yeah, Courtney. We call we called Chris, Kristen Christen, so I think it's only fair of us to call Courtney Courtney. Yeah, I thought that's how he pronounced it, like Courtney. And so when he said it, I thought, oh, that's an interesting name, you know. But then by the end, I'm pretty sure she called him Courtney with a hard C, you know, right. and maybe a K, you know, like both of those things, like a C-K-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y type situation. And so I was like, did you forget this guy's name is Courtney? Because he had a whole like poem about the Q. Like it was his whole thing. That was his whole personality trait was I have a Q in my name. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about uh, poems? Recite having poems rec- recited to you. Oh, you cannot be talking to me. You must be talking to Amy. She <laughs> <laughs> so knows how I, I feel. <laughs> that's how I thought you'd feel, but I just needed confirmation. <laughs> oh dear God, no! That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was if I broke out a tiny guitar and sang to you a song I I, I written I wrote myself, how would you feel? There were, you know what? That's not the creepiest thing. Some of these things were relatively creepy to me, but I guess since they know of her from her last tele- like appearance on television, they know something about her, so it's not as creepy. But like, who was the guy who like I had a portrait? I painted a portrait of both of us. Like, mm. You don't even know me. Okay, like, that's like my least favorite guy of the season, and that is Carl. Uh, let me go look at the pictures. I'm because, out yeah. on Carl, the motivational speaker. I, again, I do not want to be motivationally spoken to. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't oh. need it. I am fine wallowing. Yeah, no, Carl. I agree. I see Carl. He's yeah. No, he sucks. Oh, so he's, he's probably so manifesting. He was painting it so that, or I, I don't know if I don't think he, he's not the painter. So he, you know, did like some kind of digital work to get them in the same picture photoshop he like it. got that off etsy like he must have oh, but it gosh. was just like yeah you don't know this 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 lady and he was like so mad the first night that like he wasn't getting time or he wasn't like he wasn't getting quality time or that somebody came in a cat costume like he just did not seem thrilled with a lot of what was going on yeah, yeah. it's like he'd never seen the show before like he wasn't confused. He was just disgusted by everything that was happening. Like, look at all the people in their weird entrances. Like, have you seen The Bachelor at any point? Like, this is yeah. what we do here, you know. But also, like, who's she talking to right now? Where is she going to go? Like, like, Carl, get Kyle, Carl, Carl, get in the other room and talk to her, or sit down. But like, you like, he's like riling up the like the crowd. Like, hey, yeah, the cat guy. Like, okay, Carl, thank you. I don't, I don't like Carl either. He was motivationally speaking to the house, and I don't think people are going to take too kindly of it. Um, one of my other big faux pas of the episode was Aaron picking a fight 
<laughs> with Cody for truly no reason. So Except that I think Aaron has seen the show before and he knew if he tried to get in a fight, he'd probably get to stay. And Cody was like, I do not want part in this. The guy, like Aaron was like, I don't like you, man. I don't like you, man. And Cody's like, do you know what my name is? Like, what? how do you not like me? I was so confused no. by this. Like how night one, they're not even living in the house yet. How do you not like, how do you have a fight already? Like he's just peaking too soon with the trying to cause drama. It came yeah. out of absolutely nowhere. And it wasn't even that, like, I don't like you. He said, I've never liked you since the very beginning. <laughs> this is the first day. Like, did they meet each other like, in quarantine at the hotel they were staying at, maybe? Yeah, like, they were making like, Yeah, like, like yeah, the like, they knew each other. Like, they sat on the plane next to each other. Like, I haven't liked you since that plane <laughs> trip. You know, like, because he was just mad out of nowhere. And Cody looked legitimately confused. Like, what did I do or could have possibly done to elicit this response? Yeah. It was baffling. What about the guy that like <laughs> pulled out a giant pair of briefs? No, uh, no, I have a question. Did he did he rip his <laughs> underwear off while he was wearing them? That is my question and I need an answer from you. Yeah, I feel like if if he just kind of pulled them out of his pants like as a fun fun joke, they would have been whole. But now that I'm thinking about it, I do think he like cut the side and then was able to pull them out. Like breakaway undies. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm terrified and inspired. <laughs> Amy, question mark. Has anybody ever done something like this? Just like rip off their clothes getting out of the limo? I mean, I feel like we must have gotten somebody not even like wear a suit, just come out like I feel like yeah, somebody took off their shirt or something or yeah, not I'm, gifted underwear to the lead. Was that uh, better or worse than the skin salesman who took her to the RV that he hadn't cleaned up? That's the problem. He drove this RV from Jersey <laughs> and and lived in it like the whole time, right? And so never once did he clean up I mean, you would think like before anytime you invite someone to your home, you just tidy up. She said he was moving his underwear out of the way. There was dishes in his sink. He didn't even try. Yeah. You're so really in, their, in their like 10 day quarantine, he couldn't have tidied up just like a scooch. Yeah, because Tasha season, there's the guy that like showed up in a station wagon and he said like, oh, I drove this all the way here, but it was clearly like he just rented it and it was a joke. But this seemed like it was lived in and Katie said it smelled like it was lived in. So Ugh. what was I Jeff. Jeff? Yeah. I'm glad he's gone. He's gone. Right. Yeah. Just to be sure. Like he's gone. He had, he had creepy, like, like creepy vibes in general. And then he also was like, ha ha ha. Isn't it funny that I have you in this RV, which I could also like murder you in. Ha 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 ha. Like, that's not funny. Stop joking about this woman being roofied and kidnapped in your <laughs> RV. It's not cute. Especially when your job title is skin salesman. It just doesn't work. What does that even mean? <laughs> we'll never know now. <laughs> okay, what about Michael, the business owner? He said that he had an heirloom that had been in his family, this watch for, for 200 years. And then right as she was getting scared, he's like, oh, no, I just got it at the airport. Don't worry. I'm not a creepy guy. Um, I was uncomfortable with him giving her an heirloom. 
I thought it was funny that she was, he was like, I'm just joking. Like, it's just don't, you know, like, yeah, we only have so much time, like live your time or something like weird like that. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I was like halfway through his speech about how it was 200 years old and all this other stuff. I had already started to Google this man to find out what other crimes he had been committed of because I was like, I was like accused of committing. I was like, cause there's no way this person is like sane, but he quickly changed my mind was saying I bought this at the airport that kind of made it seem like he didn't put any thought into his gift. So I'm of two minds here, <laughs> you know, either he's a crazy person or he's just lazy. Right. Yeah, I, I guess like that was part of the joke. So she said she liked humor. So it seemed to work. He stuck around. Um, he didn't do the dad move of like having his kid come out of the limo with him, uh, maybe because of quarantine rules. So but he is one of those single dads on the cast. Um, let's talk about Andrew comes out with his British accent. OK, so this guy looks like he's straight off of love island like he just looks like a love island cast member Hmm. that is one of the worst british accents i've ever heard (laughs) in my entire life (laughs) (laughs) and maybe because i myself do such a flawless british accent um Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to hear bad ones but this was like an embarrassingly bad one and you know katie was like yeah i obviously didn't believe you I hope Andrew's not listening because he didn't take too well to like the fact that Katie didn't believe him. He was really like offended. I think he was really like concerned that Andrew, you're hot. You don't need to do this. <laughs> you're yeah. a pro football He's... player in Vienna. You've got stuff going for you. I was shocked for you to find out he was a pro American football player in Vienna. I just assumed he was a soccer player. Oh, I didn't even think yeah. about it. No, yeah, they showed him in his like uh, football pads and stuff. And I was like, well, you know me, I initially I hear football and I'm a filthy American. So my mind went straight to a football Americana. Um, I had never even soccer never even crossed my mind. Uh, but he came out the gate speaking German, then switched to a British accent. He was doing a lot. And I guess that's what you need to do to stand out, to get people's attention. But he's another word in the word. He's on my like if we were doing a draft of who's going to cry, he's going to cry. <laughs> he's going to cry a lot. <laughs> I yeah. can't. I really can't disagree with you there. Mm-hmm. You can like. There's so many. Listen, and it, it felt like you know it like at like a prom or like a dance or something like that. There's like the people who are like too shy to dance, so they're just kind of hanging out on the wall. It felt like half the cast was that person, and so every time she saw somebody, like they were giving like big vibes of like texting her later on like oh i really wanted to kiss you tonight like well why didn't you just kiss her or like you you looked really pretty but i was too nervous to speak she did that with like 16 people uh, oh, that Andrew was so funny that's how I so felt. true I felt so uncomfortable i felt so uncomfortable she's like holding their hands like stop shaking stop shaking grow up <laughs> you know and andrew didn't have that moment but i could see it in him you know it's coming do you feel like greg had that moment like do you think oh, he was so nervous. you wanted greg to man up a bit Oh my God. Yes. Greg. Okay. She did Greg a big favor. Like, I think he was so nervous that she felt bad for him because there's no reason why he should have gotten what they call it. Like the special rose, whatever. First impression rose. Yeah. Cause the first impression was bad. (laughs) Like she legit is like, stop shaking and stop crying in my lap. Please (laughs) just talk to me. It's okay. I'm the one. I'm the one who the microscope is on, not you. And he's like, I'm just trying. I just really love you so much. Like, and so she gives him the thing so she can like, okay, now, now that I've given you the first impression pass or whatever, now let's actually talk. You can calm down. So I think she gave him that, not out of pity, 
ever know. But kind of. <laughs> right, yeah, but kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't love the Greg of it all. It was, I guess, that's a decent choice. I guess. Their makeout was definitely the least aggressive of the three we saw. Well, she made out with him. Like, he yeah, that's there. true. Like, like, she like grabbed his face, like, kiss me. Like, Greg, like, can I have a kiss? Please, Greg, please. We're not sitting through a whole season of this. Please, at some point, assert yourself. Just a little bit. <laughs> well, she said he looked like her ex-boyfriend when he exited the limo. And she wasn't sure if that was a good or bad thing. So I guess it was a good thing. Well, here's the thing. She also said, I don't have a type. I've never dated right. somebody exactly like one of my exes. Boom. Oh, that guy looks like my ex. So let me go kiss him in the face. You know, like, right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm calling some shenanigans here, uh, Katie. But I guess if you really like the guy then whatever, I just I just want him to calm down. Just a tad. Yeah. Overall, she seemed like very happy with her entire cast when they came out of the limo. She kept saying like that. They're all tens. And um, so, but she didn't show any nerves, you know, like you said, it was more the guys that were extremely nervous, which Haley, this is a little weird. Like we don't usually see that. Usually it's like the guys all just kind of fighting to get the time. And aside from Aaron yeah. starting a fight, yeah. we didn't see like, yeah, I, I think that it's part of like what we said in the draft is that these guys are a bunch of regulars. Mm. Like they just seem like regular dudes who don't really know how they ended up here. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. And I have a theory now. Y'all said that this was like a sexless show for the most part, right? Like these is like super Christian and all this other stuff, right? So you have Katie who's like, I'm sex positive. Like, you know, like, ha ha ha, I'm like superwoman. And they're like, oh my God, what are we going to do with this woman who knows how to have sex? You know, and so they bring in (laughs) all these men who are like, I like sex too. And they really don't. They're just trying to fake it. And so they're all like quivering behind her like positivity uh even though it's the reason why they applied like that's what's going on here they are all intimidated because this woman is sure of herself and that knows what she wants in life and they can't handle it and this is the first of her kind like they have not casted another woman that is like look at me i like to have sex and so now they're like they don't know what to do with them they didn't even know how to cast for this season has she been like super like uptight about it or like uh like oh my god i'm waiting for marriage these people would have been fine because they could have been the aggressor (laughs) without any like pressure but now they think she's gonna like jump their bones in like any two seconds you know that she's talking to them Poor poor greg bow had a nervous breakdown so then do you think it was unfair to cast mike the adult virgin Uh, I don't think it was unfair. I think they had to throw one in the mix, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the person who they're like, ooh, can they connect? She likes sex. He's never had it. You know, like this season on The Bachelor. Like, do they do it? Does she do the things to him that he hasn't done before? You know, like, I feel like that's why you bring on Mike? Question mark? Um, <laughs> but, could be anything. Um, yeah, it could be anything. But yeah, I think that's why, because the rest of these guys were clearly like the normal, like, I just like, I just looking for the love of my life. I just and, want, and I just want to do missionary. Like, <laughs> and that's it. You know, lights off. So I, I was just getting a lot of that from them. I, I may, Again, maybe I'm wrong. What do I know? This is my first episode. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I, I like that theory. I, I never really thought about it, that they're kind of all terrified of her. Um great i great i think that's fantastic can't wait for a whole season of that i think they're gonna get comfortable um can we say that james coming out of the box was one of the most anticlimactic things we've ever seen (laughs) yes 
I thought there was going to be something in there besides like just a dude. Like, why did he need to wait that long? What what was the point? What was the point, Amy? I asked myself the que- that question a lot while I'm watching The Bachelor. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing. Like, he's a good looking guy because like building up that anticipation, like if he was just like kind of disappointing looking, that would be, you know, not good. Like he has some lead up, but he was dressed nicely. But there was no reason that he needed to like not come out of the box right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James in the box was anticlimactic even for me because I like I had no clue what was coming or if this has happened before or what. But it's kind of like the bit went on a little too long, right? Like at the Absolutely point where it did. Yeah, at the point where they're wheeling you around the house <laughs> and you actually have to get your castmates to like help you into the room. It's like, okay, let it go. Um, I think that it just went a tad too far. But I think what Amy says, right? Like he, he probably had like the nicest suit combination. So I think that that did him some favors. Um, at some point, Katie says that they're all tens. I have to ask, do y'all agree with Katie? No, no. not even close. <laughs> I, I thought that was probably the consensus. I was like, when she said, it, I was like, Katie, you're so nice. Yeah, <laughs> I would say we. I would say the average is is seven. Yeah, and this is coming from a solid six point five. So, <laughs> stop. There's a few tens in the mix, I would say, but yeah, but there's some fives. There so like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christian well, got a lot hotter with his Boston accent. I have to say, um. Let's see. I, I in, Christian, is. <laughs> Christian looks like Judge Reinhold. Yes. He's just like straight out of an 80s movie. Yeah. And I found that Jeff, the skin salesman, looked like Woody Harrelson. He yes, looks very absolutely. 80s too. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Christian is shocker, a real estate person as well. Um, so there's that. But I, I didn't really remember him, but I do remember the accent. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much. What did you think of the Canadian in the cast, Haley? Interesting. I thought he was hotter in the photos than he was in video. Yeah, but he got a whole hockey game going. I think he just needed like a little bit of a haircut. Um, But she was really into him. And I uh, he brought one of my favorite moments of the episode, which was when like all of the guys went outside to play hockey. Like I thought that was really fun. I don't think we see enough of that kind of stuff, especially on the first night. I just I, I want some joy. And I think I think he brought it. Yeah, we don't ever see like kind of all the guys hanging out like that so that was fun um i don't think there's anyone else that even thomas Mm -hmm. like seemed to be kind of like a narrator this episode i don't know that i have anything to kind of like pinpoint on his personality but he seemed like to make a good impression with her um um he's the one who's madly in love with her yeah already (laughs) okay yeah i had to you know i I have him in my notes is madly in love with her so i remember him vividly um that's it he also is in real estate shocker um and he is madly in love with this woman to the point where he cannot even function um i don't know do you normally get people gushing like this at just the sight of a person that they could have ran into at the store yesterday, right? Like, this man, I thought, like, oh, this is his Rihanna. Because if Rihanna was standing in front of me, that's how I would be acting. No, no, no. This is Katie the dildo lady. Like, she's very pretty. But, like, also, you're 28 years old. Calm down just a tad. Breathe. Act like you're on television. And act like you've met a woman before. It was very odd to watch. uh, Because he was just so like smitten like, it was 
I, I won't say it didn't, it, and it felt genuine. If this man is an actor, I wouldn't be shocked because it was so like <laughs> heartfelt. Like I was like, oh my God, you really do love her. Stop the show. Why is she like, why is she talking to other people? She needs to be with Thomas or he's going to die. <laughs> Oh, let's, yeah, let's hope he goes far for his sake then. <laughs> or not, if he's going to like be heartbroken too much. Um, yeah, it was odd. Like, I felt like we saw a lot of him. Um, so, like, the people that we don't see a lot of, like, you picked up on Chappelle, like, we don't even need to care about them. There's people that got eliminated that I don't know if we saw them speak. So, <laughs> um, but one thing that we do like to notice is kind of like the little mini dates or things that they do that aren't their limo entrance, but that they do like later in the night. And so we talked about mm. the hockey thing um, or the gifts that they give. So Greg gives the, the necklace, the pasta necklace from his niece. Um, that made me laugh. That was kind of cute. Right. I was, I was Especially when he's like, story. that's not real gold. Like that <laughs> made, that made me chuckle pretty hard. I'm f- I, sorry, Chappelle. I'm falling for Greg's stick. I can't help myself. So here's the thing. I enjoyed that, right? Uh-huh. But it was kind of like he couldn't even deliver it no. because he was so like like nervous. It's like, and this I brought this thing for you from 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 <laughs> from my niece, and and she she has a real like long line of wet people waiting. It's like, yes, this would be very funny if you could actually say it. And then like he pulls it out, like it's it's not real gold. And she's like, ah, this is so funny. And I'm like, yes, it would be if he could just say it. Say the things, Greg. It's fine. You got it. It's like you have this woman's attention. You have a, a pretty thoughtful gift. You know, say something. But, you know, I don't know. People get stuff off of Etsy and then they come up with these narratives and they just don't know how to deliver. I don't know. I wasn't impressed. <laughs> oh, can oh, I have a question about yeah. somebody? Can we talk about Hunter? Sure. Hmm. Yeah. Why should we talk about Hunter? Why does she we, keep him? <laughs> Why did she keep him? And why were we supposed to be invested in Hunter? Like she gets halfway through the roses and then all of a sudden it's like, like pan to Hunter. Oh my God. Am I going to get like Hunter? We don't care. We don't know who you are. I look back. Hunter was the guy who brought a fish because she's a catch. Yeah. So generic. We own that fish for our cat. (laughs) I bet. This was one of those things where it was like when it happened. What? But also Hunter. Y'all are trying to force us to care about you the same way. I think they tried to force us to care about Courtney as well. Um, but like they're just shoehorning like random Hunter questions in there. Like, oh, what, did I get enough time? No, Hunter, we don't know who you are. What have you been doing this entire time? Like, start a fight. I don't know. Dress <laughs> like a cat. Do something. Just don't hand her a fish and walk off for the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I think you're picking up on something that happens a lot with the editing. It's like you don't see them all episode, but then suddenly you're like okay, this person is either going home or getting one of these roses right at the next cut. Like, because that's how they try to create drama at the rose ceremony where it's like, okay, but yeah, we weren't invested in him to begin with. Yeah, that was just hard for me because I'm I'm used to like, like, I mean, Haley and I have talked about America's Next Top Model, but I'm used to like, these are the last two. And we built up a story about why one of these people is getting a rose and why they're not getting, you know, like that kind of thing. And it was at this point, I was like, okay, but I mean, none of them can get a rose. It's fine. Like, it wasn't like, oh my God, what if it's Connor? Like, it was like, who who was last? Cody. It was Cody, which I expected due to the Aaron drama. But I just like wish neither of them were there because I don't care. I refuse to be invested in this fake drama. 
Mm-hmm. From the I'm an adult. Like I'm not believing this. Yeah, that's how I felt. So you know, like to the to the diehard Bachelorette listeners, I'm sorry to poo poo on the show, but that was just a problem for me because I really wanted to be invested in these people like staying. But once they hit all the hot spots, I was like, I mean, honestly, they don't have to keep Connor either. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really have like that kind of wacky person that it's the producer rose at the end that we usually, you know, where it's like all the guys roll their eyes like, I can't believe this guy got a rose over me. We didn't have that kind of character because they could tell right away that cat guy was like hitting it off with her. So that normally would be maybe the person that would um, be picked last or something. But there wasn't that kind of suspense where so they tried to make it out of like Hunter and Cody. Um, yeah was that not katie in her first season was it like katie and queen victoria were like last and yes i still call her queen victoria yeah i feel like victoria, victoria sure. probably would have been last i feel like she got the last rose in every single rose ceremony she was in yeah. an icon <laughs> um but yeah so i think like the last rose person who's typically the last rose person oh that's we were supposed to be invested in rv guy right like i think he was mm. the one who we're supposed to be like oh does he make it or not like no i does? refuse to be invested in that Right. Why would we? Like, Katie yeah, already basically know. said, like, yeah, it didn't work on me. So I'm invested yeah. in no never suspense. running into him. <laughs> and Katie was fine with almost everything. So you have to know that, like, you did something that turned her off. Like, she was fine with everything. A man is dressed like a cat and she's like sucking face with him in five minutes. Like, a guy jumps out of a ball pit and she's like, like, falling all over him. Like, this one guy can barely barely even finish a sentence without crying because he's so in love with her and she's like i want to save you but this guy brought an rv and she's like nope not for me and never looks back there was no suspense there y'all are gonna get some hate mail no, you think we have people who actually like this show listening because we don't every year we have more and more of our regular listeners messages and be like listen we're going to listen to you but we're not going to watch the show I might join that clan. Uh, it might be fun. <laughs> Listen, we don't care as long as you're listening to us. It's true. That works. Yeah. What uh, other questions do you have for us, Chappelle? Like, I I don't know if there's anything more in the I episode. There I, is. I just... Pardon? I don't think there is. Like, that's what I'm struggling with is that there wasn't really any, like, content from, like, throughout the night. Yeah, let me let me go down and look at, the, at these guys again so I can like, you know, see if I missed anything. No, Trey looks like he's going to cry. Tom has already cried. Courtney is the villain. He's just gives big villain vibes, uh, probably because of that cue. But also the fact that like his like he had he basically said nothing about her except that she was sex positive. So like he came here to like to do sex things. Uh, Mike is not going to win. He will be a virgin longer. Michael, I don't remember Michael at all. Um. Do I even have a note about Michael? He's so like these people are so his forgettable. Oh, he's a his guy. His dog was yeah. named Tommy, and yeah. her cat's named Tommy. Yeah, and this this guy's it was the the relic, right? Like, or was that Greg? I don't no, know. No, I thought it was Michael, but I thought yeah. something inter- two things interesting happened at this conversation. Mm. She sh- he showed her a picture of his dog, but did not show a picture <laughs> of son. his son. And and <laughs> she he asked like hey are kids something you're interested in and I really left her answer which was I'm fine with them if you have them great if you don't want kids fine I'm fine with that like I love the I love the ambivalence because like (laughs) I find that's kind of where I lean like I've never been one to be like I can't wait to be a mother but like if my partner was like I I just don't want kids I think I'd be like okay we're fine 
Yeah. So yeah. I'd love to, I, I, I feel like we always, always, always get, always get people who are like, I can't wait. Like I'm looking for a husband and the father of my child that we're having within the year, which is fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. But like, we've been getting that for 20 years. I'm mm-hmm. happy to have one woman that's like, Hey, I'm chill. If this happens, I'm chill. If it doesn't. Yeah. And I think that's where my next question comes. Cause she asked him like, how often are you going to talk to your son? And he's like, Oh, I FaceTime him every day. Is he saying he can FaceTime him every day while he's on the show? Yes. Is that normal? Do they do like on the bachelor are like these women calling their, like their kids or do they not have kids because it's the bachelor? And no, if they have there? children, they're usually pretty good about letting them talk to them pretty much whenever they want. Yeah. That just caught me off guard. I'm not used to any reality show. Just being like, hey, you can go FaceTime somebody every day. You know, I was was pretty surprised that they were as open as they were about letting us know that. Mm -hmm. I think it's more been an open secret that like the mothers or the fathers get to talk to their children whenever they want. I don't know if it's always been that way, but I think more recently, since Mm -hmm. you know, with FaceTime and everything, it's easier. Um, and it's not like the kids are going to be like, Hey, I was reading reality, Steve, you know? So <laughs> yeah, like, it's not looking good for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just was, I was shocked. I didn't know they did that. Uh, but no, overall, like the guys, these were, are they always this boring? Come on. Uh, you can no, t- you can be honest. No, they're no. not always this boring. I feel like they were pretty boring. Yeah. Like Connor was the most entertaining by far and I mean he was doing all he pulled out all the stops I would be pissed if I dressed like a cat played the ukulele in a bathtub <laughs> like showed up like uh kissed kissed her for like 20 minutes just for her to give Rose the quiver like the quiverling uh, like <laughs> yeah. Greg like he the man can't even stand up and she's like giving him the Rose like if I was Connor I'd just be crying in my you know tear stained like cat leotard or whatever he was wearing um it was it was interesting. I just thought like, you know, aside from Connor, like Brandon went home. Who the hell is Brandon? He had like that like that bang thing going <laughs> on, like the, like the unfortunate sad hair. Um and we never saw him. You know, it was a it was a lot of like these people are very boring. And that's why I think I'm invested because I know that all of these people will crack at one point yeah. or another and I want to see them cry. I don't want them to be unhappy. But if you're going to come on the show and be like, I'm emotional. Look at me. I'm emotional. I love emotion, 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 emotion. Let's see it. I want to call your bluff. Let's see it. I want you to cry. So, you know, I enjoyed it overall. But I mean, this is this is a bunch of like milk toast. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like we lost Haley. Some of the people that had the most kind of like things that stood out in their bios, whether it's like an interesting career or a strange career or something like like Marty, the dancer. Uh, Marty brings the party. Was Marty on the show? If if he wasn't in this cast lineup, I would not have believed he was there. Dancer, you know? Yeah, we, yeah, that's it. We didn't see his dancer. moves or anything. Um, Gabriel, the Renaissance man. I wanted to see like him throughout the season, just kind of being awkward. That was a hug, right? Yeah, the hug. So I guess he was Is he yeah. gone. He's gone. Mm, rough, Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough, tough guy, uh, Gabriel. It was, I guess it was a good hug. I mean, do you have a preferred <laughs> hug, Amy? I didn't know there were types. Yeah, so I am, I was as thrown as you were that this is my favorite hug. Yeah, it was like, it felt kind of gropey. 
I'm not gonna say he groped her, <laughs> but it was a long hug for someone you've never met. Now, mind yeah. you, she does up like 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 tongue tied with like three different people over the course of the night. So maybe the hug isn't like the most invasive thing, but it still felt like a lot for somebody you just laid eyes on. Yeah, like it, it would have been a good and a line. lot of heavy breathing too. Yeah, too much breathing. <laughs> if he had just done the thing, like yeah, like there's not enough hugging going on in quarantine. Like here's a hug. That would have been great. But mm-hmm. other than that. So I feel like last season I said that Mad James's cast photo was the worst cast photo I've ever seen. Um, I just put the cast photo for Katie's season in our chat. Can you guys just look at it for me for a sec? Let's see. Oh, it's on Instagram. <laughs> now that we've seen the men with Katie, who are your picks? Oh, right. like, this, this is the worst photo background. I've ever seen. And there's five, there's six, there's six guys in the front row who are wearing blue suits with brown shoes. <laughs> That's frustrating. Um, yeah, I have a lot of opinions. First of all, uh, again, the guy, James in the box, his suit just, I mean, he just like, I think it's something about a three piece suit where he just smashes on everybody else. But do they often make the costume people wear the costume in the cast photo? Because yes. yeah. that guy is standing out very, yeah. Like, but the box, yeah, he didn't have to stay in the box. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it's yeah, not two rows, funny. right? Usually it's three rows. Like they couldn't get some risers mm-hmm. here. So it's just like, okay, yeah. short guys in the front, tall guys in the back. Or it looks Basically. like they're on a step, I guess, but. Yeah. Standing on something, it um, it just looks like you know, like one of those like banquet halls where they have like the like the, like the bad chicken with the rice and the like the, the little crunchy green beans. Like I don't know where they are. This could have been a backdrop for The Apprentice as well. Like it's just very much boardroom. Like it it looks like they're in a boardroom. I think it's because they're all wearing these suits. Um, and you can barely really see her amidst them. I, I also yeah, saw so that somewhere weird. that she 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 wore a red dress, which is a departure from bachelorettes in the past. Is that like scandalous for her to wear the red dress because she's like sex positive? Yeah, usually yeah, like they it's, don't it's like wear the scarlet A. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, you get to wear the red. Yeah, usually it's a big color for like women to wear on like the bachelor season, like coming out of the limo, but. For the leads, it's usually more like a gold or a white or a black. So mm-hmm. they said, "Oh no, you like sex. You cannot wear white. Uh, how dare you?" Right. She had to come out in red, the readiest red. Um, yeah, this is. Yeah, I don't love this this photo, but whatever. I don't. I don't have anything to comp- compare it to, but this definitely looks like she's like did like uh, one of those like team building exercises for some corporation. Like she yes. was brought in like as a consultant. You know, this doesn't give me like we're vying for her love, but you know, that's me, uneducated. Yeah. And I have to say this wherever they're filming in New Mexico, the resort did not negotiate well enough for any kind of like screen time, getting their name out there. I, it was yeah, the Hyatt Regency in New Mexico. <laughs> like they didn't really like give a sense of place to me. It was like, okay, we're in New Mexico somewhere. But I just felt like we knew La Quinta over and over. But maybe we we're just like waiting and waiting for the season to start. And that's why. But we didn't get that sense of like, we're somewhere new. And this is where we're spending the season. It just sort of like started and, and went. They they did give one interesting sound drop about the hotel. And I was going to ask y'all about that too. But now that, thank you for that insight. Because I was yeah. wondering why Trey, I think, comes out of the gate and says, the Hyatt Regency is just a hotel <laughs> yeah. that sparks love. Does yeah. it? 
it does it? Is that on a commercial somewhere? Like they'll leave the light on for you? I've never heard that about the high frequency. I've stated them before and I know I've never fallen in love at one. I've done other things, but I've never done that. And so, uh, yeah, I don't, I just thought like, is he paid to say this? Do they know? They need a more romantic name for sure. (laughs) New Mexico, you could say, or Palm Springs or wherever, you know, the different seasons. But yeah, Hyatt Regency, that's a chain. That's not like... (laughs) Like, come stay at the Hojo, the Howard Johnson, where it sparks love and other things, you know, and other drugs. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, who had the Candyland board map made for her with the dildo on it? Who was that? I have no record. Collection of that happening. Was he that like Carl? pulled out a map? Somebody, it, yeah, it was Carl. See, Carl sucks. He pulled out a map, and it's like, oh, okay, I remember it happening. Like Katie and Swizz's big adventure, and just like it looked like Candyland to me. Uh, and then he says, and look, and she goes, oh my god, it even has her, my thing on it. And I was like, <laughs> we know what the thing is, mm-hmm. the, the dildo. Uh, yeah, what? Really? Yeah. yeah, like why did he why why did he call himself Swizz on it? Like I can <laughs> I, I I can comprehend the idea of a nickname, but like she, he he's just meeting her, right? He's like, you can call me Swizz, wink. Like I will not be calling you that. Thank you. I will not. You will be eliminated next week. Yeah, okay. I won't be calling you at all, bud. Thank you for <laughs> your interest. Yeah, I think I think those were my my big notes. I just was more like taken aback by a lot of the things. Like I'm surprised Connor did not pull out the ukulele at some point. Um, like because he's very clearly like, I don't ever want to teach again. I want to be a musician. <laughs> I got that out of the first sentence he said. And then I watched him do things that teachers would not do if they wanted to go back to their job. Uh, so I don't see a life for him there. But I am also looking forward to the episode where he pops up with the ukulele because I'm sure it's coming. But I also heard his singing voice a little bit in that clip, and I, I don't think he has a future in Nashville. So, <laughs> you know, we see a lot of musicians on the show, but yeah, he didn't strike me as like one that's going to take it after the show. But are they recruiting from Nashville? I think so. Yes. Yeah, that's one yeah, of their sure. major hubs now. Mm, okay. Okay. I like the idea that some people had not seen her season. I like the fact that she thought that, like, hey, it'd be better if you didn't know who I am. That's how I feel feel in general like I give me a, a blank slate and I can lie to you at least or at least try to make you <laughs> not think that I'm not crazy but if you've seen me act a fool on television or at least think I'm like you're the dildo lady now you know then it's like okay well can I can be more than that too I like that she kind of brings it up I just don't know if these men are ever going to let it go I think it's going to be the through line throughout the whole season and it's kind of frustrating right like you don't have to make this woman so one dimensional just because she only gave her four episodes she seems like a really nice lady she's very pretty um, she seems fun and understanding of things but I feel like this like like at some point that one guy is just going to run out of the room crying because she's going to say that she likes sex and he's just not going to be able to take it so <laughs> I, I want them to just kind of like abandon that storyline we did it and for the first episode it's fine now let's learn about her for once because we didn't get a chance to do it last time yeah I can see that <laughs> let's actually get to know her we do have draft results. Um, we don't have like a big, like, I don't know. I was excited when I saw George tweet saying that Amy took the early lead with 21 points, but I read it as that I took the lead with 21 points ahead of everyone else. That's not the case. So, Oh yes. Yeah. I was like mad that you were winning and then I saw you were winning by one point, one point and yeah. I was beating Brian by like one point. So I'm like, okay, cool. 
yeah, typical night one. <laughs> but I'll go over it really quick. Follow at George CTV um, to see the detailed breakdown. But this is how I know who left, um, who was eliminated, <laughs> because it wasn't really clear to me who got eliminated, um, aside from a couple guys. But Haley, you lost Landon. Remember, he was nicknamed Sunshine, but it didn't work out for him. Pause. There's no Landon on this season. Stop it. (laughs) No, stop it. Hold on. No, no, seriously, stop. I have to go back and look at the photos because (laughs) there's no way there's a Landon on this season. Sorry. I think he was in a pink suit. Okay. Oh, well, that does stand out. Um, That's it. That's all I remember about him. Oh, he was a a basketball coach from Dallas. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming out, Landon. Yes. Um, I lost Brandon, the moped guy with the yeah the swoosh hair, and Marcus, who very attractive man, but he was super nervous too. Speaking of all the guys that were really nervous, lost him, and then Austin, the real estate investor, and then Brian Scally lost Jeff, the RV surgical skin salesman, Gabriel, Renaissance entrepreneur, and Marty, the dancer, which is kind of shocking. I mean. He picked all those guys that had like kind of the unique, you know, that you thought would be the characters that would last at least one more episode. Maybe well, a touch I, on I, know. I thought I knew Brian Scally until this moment. You <laughs> are telling me that he dragged, like, tell me he was left with the skin salesman, but no. he did not see this man's <laughs> occupation as I sell skin <laughs> and think I got to pick that guy. I mean, it wasn't, he wasn't one of his top choices, but he wasn't, he wasn't last. it wasn't his last choice. Oh, I'm, he had three choices after Jeff. <laughs> yeah, not great. Not great here. He said, so he got skin guy, he's got a dancer guy, and who else? Um, the hug guy. Scally, did you try? <laughs> <laughs> like, did, did he just like threw darts at the board and like whatever he landed on, landed on, just he just went with it because I, looking at this cast list, there's nothing, there's nothing that would have made me pick skin man um, <laughs> or hug guy. That turtleneck is upsetting. Um, I don't like it. I think it's like a navy blue on navy blue situation going on with a blue pocket square. How dare you? Um, so no, Scally, we gotta talk. Continue. <laughs> Sorry, inter- Sorry for interrupting. No worries. That, that's it. So yeah, we're all just one point away, um, separating each of us. So how about we get into some audience questions? And Chappelle, pipe in if you have any other questions that you think of when we're going through this. Yeah, I'll come up with some, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, So this is from George, who does the draft. Welcome back, ladies. Okay, did you like the premiere more or less than you expected? So we talked about that more. Um, Is there no villain this season? Hmm. George, the season is early. Come on, buddy. We know that. We'll fight guy, right? The guy who's like irrationally to fight someone that nobody knows, right? (laughs) Right. I've been trying to fight you for just day one. Like, flashback to three hours ago when day one started. Um, I'm sure he's a villain, but I'm getting big villain vibes from Courtney with the with the Q because oh. because the because of the Q. Okay, yeah. so something different about the Q. Uh, yeah, keep your eyes on Aaron. He's starting fights night one for no reason. Um, I wonder about Jeff's title of surgical skin salesman, but I'm more interested in Cody's profession of zipper sales manager. Any idea what he does? Oh, that's a good point. We didn't discuss. Zipper sales manager. He had the. I don't know though. what to discuss. I can't wrap my head around it. No, I can wrap my head around it. I just like I. I there's just nothing for me to bring to the table on that one. I just want to 
No, do you like, do you like, can you like buy zippers individually? Like, do you call like a player? like, Hey, I really need a zipper for this pillowcase. Or is it like, like he sells zippers to companies that like have zippers, like they'd make like jackets or something like that. Right. Like if I just like rip something in my house, I was like, Oh, thank God for uh, Cody and his sex doll. He can come in and install my <laughs> zipper. Um, I just don't know what it does. But my biggest issue with him wasn't his uh, occupation. It was definitely the fact that he brought a plastic sex doll on the television <laughs> show in 2021. I mean, you could literally buy like an eight pound simulation of a half a body and, and, and it'd be disgusting. But we also would not think that you were sleeping with a piece of plastic. Um, I don't think this is good. I don't think there was any way where this was going to be clever. Um, I get it. She did the same thing, kind of. But it's not the same thing, Cody. It's not the same. Please stick the zippers. <laughs> Um, Nicole Horam, she says the bar is in hell with these men and uh, <laughs> also Katie broke the streak of champagne colored dresses worn by the bachelorette on the first night. Do we toot or boot her red lace moment? I'm going to toot it, but I will boot the little kind of ruffle she had around the neckline. Um, I think it would have just been a, a little bit of a nicer dress without that. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't even know, really notice mm. that, but yeah, I like the red. Um, Oh, I see that. I forgot a question from George. Predict the outcome. Does Katie get a proposal, a normal ending to her season, or do you think something strange will happen? I feel like something strange is going to happen. I feel like we would have got her standing at like the the platform, and I don't remember seeing that. Mm. No, yeah, I was I was looking for that. I was looking for like, okay, which one of these guys obviously makes it further than the rest of them because they're going to show them on something that nobody else gets shown on. Mm-hmm. I was looking really closely because I told you I'm, I'm kind of invested because I want to see these people broken. Like, or at least I want to see these broken people either stand up for themselves or like further break. And so I was kind of like looking for like, okay, give me the tears. And I saw a few, but I didn't see like a, like standing waiting there to deliver her like last rose moment. Mm-hmm. And she's very forward about like, at the end of this, you're proposing to me or you can go home. And so I wonder if she doesn't get the engagement, it would probably be devastating to her, but like, Ma'am, if you just find someone that you like, y'all can get engaged later. I promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we did see her more like kind of saying like, "Get me my flight home now." So, I we'll see that moment at some point where she wants to leave. I don't think she'll actually just leave right then, but we do know from behind the scenes that the season did cut fil- filming a little bit early. So maybe that is the strange ending. Mm-hmm. Do you think they would spoil it like that, though? Like, if that was, the, like, actually going to... Would would they have shown it? Um, when that one guy jumped the fence, did they show it in the preview? Yeah. 400 times. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and that was, like, a big moment, but that wasn't the end of the season, was it? No, it was, like, final three, though. Yeah, so, like, he comes back. So, mm-hmm. I, I imagine, like, this moment, she's probably going to come back from it. Like, they wouldn't... I don't think they would spoil the climax of the season, not to make another... I was going to say, book. did you do that on purpose or not? <laughs> I did not. Unfortunately, these people have ruined words for the season <laughs> of The Bachelorette, and so we will be... I mean, listen, the guy got out of a ball pit, and she was like, I have never been surrounded by this many balls! I'm like, okay. okay. I got, you didn't even do it on purpose, but still. But still. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin Fetich I thought it was a really good moment when Katie said she didn't need to have kids wondering if there has been a lead male or female that has been vocal about not needing to have kids to feel fulfilled I mean I don't remember this ever being a conversation especially not on the first night mm-hmm. I thought it was great 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, you do they ever have like stepkid drama? Like, do they ever? Because I know y'all said that sometimes the kid will get out of the limo, or like the moms will be on the Bachelor. Do they ever like reach a Bachelor who's like really wasn't trying to be a stepfather, or are they all like super like no, 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 this is perfect. Your family's my family. I live for you and breathe for you and die for you, and I just met you. Like, is the, that normally how it goes? The only instance I can ever think of of that happening was on Emily's season, oh, yeah. where <laughs> Kalen called her daughter baggage <laughs> <laughs> and he immediately got sent home yeah i mean are kids not baggage okay whatever <laughs> listen that's probably a conversation for another time i'm just saying like justice for whoever that, that was he was just being honest <laughs> uh kristen zook me over analyzing did katie give greg the first impression rose before or after she fully made out with connor the cat when they made out his makeup smeared all over. But when they showed her grabbing Greg for this first impression rose, Connor's cat nose looked perfect. Did he reapply? Did makeup team help him? These are very important questions that don't actually matter at all. I, now I'm torn. I have, at first I was like, oh, he definitely just reapplied his makeup. But now I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, maybe he was like motivated today. because he didn't get the rose. That's like, yeah. Okay. Like, pull up your cat boots and and move on, Connor. I I don't know, like, cause her his makeup was all over her too, right? Yeah, like her makeup was fine, so I'm sure like they probably like let them like go freshen up. It's not like she was walking around with his whiskers all over her face, you know, throughout because that'd have been very awkward as you like kiss crying Greg in the mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. So I, I I'm sure they gave him like a second to go get cleaned up. He probably just went and hit the hot spots. Yeah, I think so. They've got makeup there. I was also wondering when uh, Caitlin and Tasha came out to give the final rose, did the guys have any clue that they were there? Because it didn't seem like a ton of reaction. But we didn't see them like meet the guys. They were. Oh, I didn't think about that. So we're supposed to be under the impression that the guys know who they are as well. Great point. Excellent point there, my friend. It's like, oh, not only did we watch The Bachelor to meet Katie, but we also watched The Bachelorette religiously. And here we are on the show. Like, "Mm, I highly doubt it. There's always a few of them, though. Yeah. Um, I watch the show every season just waiting on my chance to get on here and fall in love with someone. Like, really? Really? Uh, Greg? Because we know it was Greg. Yeah, him. Josh Creek, is there going to be a point in this season where we wish that Shangela had jumped out of the box instead of James? Currently. Yeah, like, do you think that moment is in the future? Because for me, it's in the past. (laughs) I'm already wishing Shangela was here instead. And continually wishing the same thing and wishing all the best for Shangela wherever she is. Meg, what was up with the RV? Could the producers not lend the guy a vacuum or at least a Rubbermaid to put his underwear in? I think they maybe were like, hey, do you want like a cleaning? And he's like, no, I'm good. This is great. <laughs> hmm. So they have their choice of vehicle, right? Because Brandon with the sad hair shows up with the moped for, but we don't get any explanation why. Right. And then uh, Trey shows up or with the pickup truck because of the ball pit. And then this guy shows up in the RV. So is it normally, do they just get, like, do you have, like, uh, what is it, carte blanche to just pick whatever you want? Or is this, like, like how do the producers decide who gets to pull up, like, in a Corvette versus, you know, in 
the in the limo with 12 other people i really don't know how they decide that i feel hmm like i think the producers definitely talk to the guys and say like hey like do you have anything planned do you want to do anything i feel like for the guys they really want to stand out they'll they'll kind of give them something interesting but i don't know like i I don't i really don't know how that gets chosen yeah, the reason I ask is because like the question is, did the producers could the producers not like help him tidy up? And like, if this was your idea, and we we just okayed it, don't you think at some point personal responsibility would kick in and say, clean your stuff, <laughs> clean your RV, you filthy filthy man? You know, like they should not have to tell you that. At some point, you're trying to take this woman into your RV, which is still what a choice, what a choice. But you're trying to take her in there knowing that it's filthy. No, I don't, I don't blame the producers at all. I would have let him burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's on him for sure. All right. Josh Green says, what did Chappelle make of Gabriel? So Gabriel was, as we talked about, the hug guy. Anything else to add about him? I know you shared your thoughts, but. Uh, let's see. He had a hug. He had a horrible, like, like double, like. What was it? The the he was the blue on blue on blue guy with the with the mm-hmm. turtleneck. Jeez, what a choice! Um, in the desert of all places, but okay. Um, no, I don't know. I'm glad that he did. He get chosen? No, he's gone right because he did the hug. Okay, yeah. I I hope that he's happy wherever he is. But no, we we didn't need any more Garrett. This is such a kind question from Josh because like, no, what what was there to get? From Gary, yeah, from Gabriel or whatever his name was, right? Like, what or was Garrett, you're right. We did not <laughs> mention Garrett once. <laughs> Who is that? Did he go home too? Like, you no, know, he's still there. Oh, because he's a software person. Go figure. Um, yeah. Did Garrett have anything? No, he's just no. a gender. <laughs> so, so there's nothing. We have nothing from mm-hmm. this thing. No, nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. He's another one of the ones where I. I was like at the end where she's like, okay, I only have one rose left. I'm like, well, send Garrett home too. Yeah. You know why you're at it. Just, you know, make it a clean sweep. Yeah. Can't be long for this, this show if we know nothing about him yet. Yeah. Uh, Justin Feinberg, 14 years ago, Kid Nation filmed about 35 miles from the Hyatt Regency Tamaya in the high desert of New Mexico around the same time of year as Katie's season filmed. And the weather in Kid Nation was nightmarish, even worse than depicted on television according to Olivia in her book. Temperatures would routinely fall below freezing there, and the kids experienced dust storms, snowstorms, and torrential downpours during filming. With that context and the season trailer we got at the end of the episode in mind, did Katie get the worst possible luck when it comes to the location of her season? Chappelle, have you guys covered Kid Nation on uh, Reality Rewind yet? I just did the most embarrassing, like, fake hair flip. Of course we did. What did you <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did a full rewatch of Kid Nation. It was Phil Thompson and um and Rob did, and I got to come on to talk about like four episodes, and I was very excited. And um, he's not wrong. The weather was atrocious. Like there was one point. Like first of all, these are children, but there's one point where they're in the desert and it's snowing, and then like the next day it is like like hot, and then like episodes later it is like pouring down rain. Like they went through all of it, dust storm, all of it within like the span of what I assume was a month now that I think back, um, it was like a month and a half maybe. So if those kids went through all of that, I don't know if that's just the natural weather patterns. I th- I was calling shenanigans and saying like maybe it was on a rigged or something was fake. You know, they brought <laughs> in like a wind, wind, wind machine. You, mm-hmm. Listen, I've read some things. I heard fake 
whether it's a thing. I don't personally believe it, but those poor kids, right? Um, so this time around, yeah, if she's not far from where they are, she should be worried because it legit snowed, rained, and sleeted, and then dusted all in the one week. Um, and they were children. These are grown people, and I'm equally worried for them. <laughs> but, however, you know the higher regency does spark love, so there might be that. <laughs> yeah, at least they have some indoor locations. Wow, I don't, I guess I don't know enough about New Mexico weather. I've never been there, so um, I was expecting it to be kind of like similar to where they were with Tasha and Claire's season, where it was just hot all the time. But I guess yeah, it makes no. sense that it's like desert, that it gets really cold at night, especially in, in wintry months, where, where Tasha and Claire, they're in the desert in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was oh. it was horrible weather for them though in Kid Nation. Like those were children, like legit, like a like a five, like a seven year old was on the show, and it was it was just atrocious. So yeah, if it has anything like is it, if any weather patterns like the ones I saw on Kid Nation are like remotely like like even have like a tiny chance of happening to these people, they're in for a wild ride as far as these dates go um, moving forward. But it didn't. I don't think it seemed like it though. Like I saw like. Typical, like there were mud wrestling and you know <laughs> things that people do on dates. I don't know, so it didn't look like the weather was going to be too much of a factor. But maybe I missed something. Yeah, it didn't seem like it either. But you know, I don't know much about Kid Nation, but I just take issue with these parents sending a seven-year-old out on something like this. I, I was also know. thinking that, like, you know how I know we're old. We're like, who's like, yeah. who's allowing their children to do this? Exactly. That kid won like fifty thousand dollars. Excuse okay, me. Well. <laughs> yeah, that's so fine. That's all good. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <sighs> I just picture like a bunch of stage parents that are just like be on TV. That's a big chance. No, bring back the money. Is the, is the oh, issue? Yeah. Like you go, but like, like there are some kids on Kid Nation. There was like there were more kids on Kid Nation than were on this episode of The Bachelor. Like as far as these men go, and just, so there are some that barely had any screen time, and you know their parents were pissed when they looked up <laughs> and saw that some of the children were getting handed fifty thousand dollars, and their kid is like in the background, like kid number seven. No, no, no! You need to do whatever Olivia did to get in the front so you can get that money. So yeah, <laughs> um, Kid Nation was a problem in and of itself, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. We have uh, that's all we have for questions. Um, Haley, if people have questions coming up for our next episode, where can they email us? Uh, oh God, I almost get my Twitter handle. Um, you can email us at bachelorwrapup at gmail dot com. And I also guess what, Amy? What? I have takes from Doug. All right. He was he was not excited about this season. No. Let me tell you that. Uh, he said is it just me or has your enthusiasm for the show just been drained I think Katie is great I'm happy two women are hosting but I'm just so confident the producers will have dragged in bags of shit as some of the contestants that they won't have anyone's best interest in mind help me understand why things might be better on the show Um, Doug I don't know I I enjoyed this episode but you're right to be skeptical of the producers uh, I gave up on watching an hour and 15 minutes into the sh- in, in after a guy ripped his underpants and some other guy <laughs> named Jeff was listed as a skin salesman. But I can only mm-hmm. assume that there were some fights about time with Katie and that not every contestant was there for the right reasons. For real, though, I think I hate the, the first night as, uh, as much as men or women tell all. Do you think that's fair? Which, which one's worse, women tell all or first night? See, I kind of like the first night 
just because I want to get to know everybody, even if it's just a little bit. I want to try to guess at like who's going to last. Whereas women are meant to all is just pointless fights and trying to audition mm-hmm. for paradise. Is it oh, wrong is that, that where they make like? Uh, I was go, just asking, go, is no, that no, where they ahead. make like their their big move to get on like a next show? Is like let me come and be as dramatic as possible on this tell all. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Are you sure you haven't seen a full season of this? I'm just asking questions. It sounded like yeah, like y'all are leading me right to it. So I had to ask. Um, oh, oh, also the, the underwear guy. He got sent home, right? I don't think so. Kyle. Oh, okay. Okay. Look at him. Uh, the only reason that. I asked is because we just brought it up. Yeah, and I we forgot him about him. him but... Yeah. Okay. Going commando it, all the way to the end. Okay. Is it wrong that I'm more excited to watch the possible legal battle between Chris and the show than to actually watch the season? Well, Doug doesn't seem like there's going to be a legal battle anymore to the tune of 50 million. <laughs> 50 million is a lot, y'all. Someone gives me 50 million dollars. Yeah, it's all going away. Whatever whatever they said I did, I no, whatever they, I said they did, they didn't do it. I'm sorry <laughs> I made the mistake. 50 million dollars? Yeah, whatever. What they would you even do with 50 million dollars? Obviously, stop at the higher regency first. <laughs> buy the higher buy regency. Right, right. Money can't buy you love, but it can buy you the higher regency. <laughs> um, but no, I don't. I don't need. That's not for me. You know, God has other blessings for me. Riches is not one of those things because I wouldn't know how to act. You know, that's for people who like could actually manage, or people who can afford to like take that plunge into like the dark side. I can do neither of those things. I would. But not be a good rich person or a or a good recovering rich person. So it's just never something that I'll I'll, I'll have in my bag, you know. I like I that. Think I, I, will, steal that I line. think I would be a good rich person. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't last for long. Me. Yeah, I That's wouldn't why last I don't have long. It. It's just not for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that the producer saw the beauty of the filming in rustic northeast location, then promptly chose to head to the most romantic place on earth, the Hyatt Regency Desert Hellfire. <laughs> <laughs> If only we were in BAMPS. I agree, Doug. I wish we were in BAMPS. That's it for Doug. Yeah. Poor right. Doug. Hopefully he sticks around for the season. But he said, mm, don't expect takes every <laughs> week. It seem like it. Um, Haley, we forgot to discuss the, the, the happier news of the week. Um, Diggy. Our podcast boyfriend. Our podcast boyfriend. Diggy, welcome to his first child. Congratulations. Teddy Ted- Moreland. How adorable is that? I know. Teddy as like a full name, not a nickname. I like it. It's cute. It's Teddy so cute. Oh, I like that. Her girl. Yeah, we, you know, big kudos to Diggy. He's always been our favorite. Probably because yes. he's the only Bachelor contestant that's ever paid attention to us. But that's beside the point. He's always been our number one. <laughs> yeah, we were paying attention been before that. No matter what. Um. Yeah, I don't think there's any... As we mentioned, like some of the other stories that came out while we were not filming, we'll just wait for a, like a really slow news week and maybe yes. we'll discuss those topics um, or send in questions about them to the Bachelor wrap up email or tweet us. Um, let's see anything else that either of you want to discuss about this episode or the preview or anything like that. Who the hell is Connor C? <laughs> you know, I've been. I was okay, like, he's Haley's last draft pick. Oh, did he get? He got a rope? No, I don't think so. What? I think both Connors Connor are C? in. Really? He did gave he, her like, a baseball glove. That's all I have down. Because he was catching feelings. Remember? 
Oh right, yeah, yeah. Be, <laughs> not that she's a great catch, but catching the feelings. Yeah, yeah. It was. I'm sure this is the 15th glove that was ever brought on the show. Like every baseball player, coach, person has always done this. I'm sure. Um, but like, who is Connor C? Yeah, Seriously. good point. <laughs> Haley, anything? Any other quick. final takes? I don't think so. I think that's it for me. I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing where this season goes. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe her and Christian will rub one out together, as he oh, said. Oh, no. <laughs> um, because he brought her a lamp. Because she's a genie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot uh, that we can get this season. Yeah. I think, I think if anything, I'll stick around for that. Like, the uncomfortable sex jokes that are bound to happen. <laughs> and I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed that they give her more content than that. I, we can hope. But, yeah, let's keep our expectations low. <laughs> uh, we do have fantasy suites to get to so I'm sure that'll be like a big discussion the whole time the whole season we're going to be yeah puns galore Ooh, what's the fantasy suite <laughs> it's where they go to do it do they go to do it often no oh no no, oh, no. So, tell- so it's not it's not like the boom boom room and, and are you the one it's like a it's a week so it's when there's three guys left they each have the overnight dates in which they can get to know each other off camera but it's just for intercourse really oh okay and, this, and, and with with this sex kitten quote-unquote you know the of, of katie this is gonna get spicy earlier i'm pretty sure why this is why the viewership is like in it because they're like oh what is she gonna do like what nefarious act is she gonna pull out in her sex dungeon during the, the fa- like fantasy room week <laughs> mm-hmm. um like maybe she yeah I, look this is a, a normal lady sure she brought a dildo it was it was a thing that she did but she doesn't have to be known for it forever. I say that all to say that I, I will be watching Fantasy Week or whatever it's called because I need to know. Yay! All right, yes. <laughs> Just tweet me and let me know when it is because I might not watch another <laughs> We will. Don't worry. We got your back here. Well, Chappelle, it was so great having you with us. Thank you so much for tuning in at least to the premiere and we hope to get some of your thoughts if you do tune in again. But where can people find you? and? What else are you up to these days? Oh, uh, yeah, this was so much fun. Thank y'all for having me and, and answering all my really stupid questions because like, I felt like an alien watching the show. Like I have no <laughs> clue what is happening here. I don't know why all these people are madly in love with this woman already. I don't know why they want to be so in love so fast. Maybe that's just like a me thing. I'm flawed. I talked a lot of crap about them, but I am flawed. And so like me not being able to emotionally attached to this show, I'm part of the problem. So uh, thank y'all for dealing with me. But if you want to find my bachelorette, takes because I, I i think i gotta watch at least another episode right um then i'll probably be tweeting about it um and you know if you don't follow me you can follow me on twitter at chappelle's underscore show c-h-a-p-p-e-l-l-s underscore show uh, where i'm normally just tweeting about like random things of all t- at all times of night um sometimes randomly just talking to Haley strong if she's awake um <laughs> which is and, not often which is Our not, hours often. not always no, no no Chappelle's hours are very very late and um yeah and so yeah and please don't stay up for those things either because those uh tweets are not for everybody um but yeah I'm probably just tweeting uh I do that a lot but I'm also talking about several different shows in this uh universe that we live in with the with the Rob has a podcast network so I am talking about uh reality tv 
every week with Rob on the RHAP Rewind, um, where this week I believe we are discussing um, Run's House, the MTV uh, hit reality show. Every week we go back and watch a random reality show from the two th- the early 2000s, and this week we land on Run's House, so that was fun to go back and watch. And then every week on the post-show recaps, I've been covering Fear the Walking Dead with Jessica Lee and any combination of AJ Mass and Josh Wiggler. And so those are the two things that are on my plate right now. But other than that, I'm just hanging out, you know, being invited to things and uh, happily obliging. So again, thank y'all very much. Thank you. And Healy, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at strong underscore. You can check out everything I'm reading on my bookstagram at the strong library. Um, and you can catch me every week on the top chef for Hap up. What a thrill that has been. And Chappelle, I mean, thank you so much again for joining us. This was everything I hoped and dreamed of. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. But seriously, because like you like asked me to be on the batch. I was like, I, look, if I had to watch this whole season so, to talk to you about one episode, <laughs> I would be like, like I, I, I love listening to you. Like, oh my God, this is just a dream. So thank y'all so much. Um, and, but yeah, if any any hate mail y'all get from any of these contestants who might come across this, just know that like, I don't think that y'all are horrible people. I just think that y'all feel a lot and I just can't relate. You know, If it makes you feel better, Bachelor contestants do not listen to this. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. But if they do, you know, at me, I'm fine. I'm a big boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think like who listened, like maybe an animal rescue that <laughs> one of the oh bats are adopted from that. that they listened Yikes. once, but. <laughs> that was a bad one. Whatever. <laughs> neither here nor there um you can find me at rhap recapper on twitter thanks everybody for listening bye bye